Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. This is a big one, Julie. Um, it's a big one. I got to tell you, I was not expecting in the midst of this Chloe and Tristan situation for J-Lo and Ben Affleck to get married at a chapel in Vegas at midnight. Do you also feel like there's been about a year worth of pop culture events squeezed into one week? Yes, and all things we're so interested in. Interested in and passionate about. Which is the best combination. And in this case, a little bit the worst. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let me give you guys a roadmap of how this episode is going to go down, because this one is going to be solely all things Chloe and Tristan. We kind of decided if there was ever a time for there to be a solo episode, it's this. And then our other episode this week will be a regular news roundup. So J-Lo and Ben Affleck, Emily Ratajkowski, Charlie D'Amelio and Landon Barker, everything else were off next week. So it kind of only made sense. But this one full-blown breakdown analysis discussion, leaving no stone unturned. There are some times to fuck around, and this is simply not one of them. No, this is not one of them. I mean, without any further ado, are you ready to get into this? Hesitantly, I actually am. (laughs) So we're going to be bouncing around a lot timeline-wise throughout this episode, but I want to start us off with the most recent piece of information that came on Wednesday. I'm sure you all can remember where you were when you got the TMZ notification that said, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson expecting baby number two via surrogate. So the official statement from her rep to People says, We can confirm True will have a sibling who was conceived in November. Chloe is incredibly grateful to the extraordinary surrogate for such a beautiful blessing. We'd like to ask for kindness and privacy so that Chloe can focus on her family. A source close to the situation then told E that outside of co-parenting, Tristan and Chloe have not spoken since December, when of course it was revealed that he fathered a child with Marilyn Nichols. And the source said, quote, the baby was conceived via surrogate before it was revealed to Chloe in the public that Tristan was having a baby with someone else. That is obviously a key piece of information that is very relevant to the discussion and specifically will come into play when we're talking about the famous gym scene when Kim finds out in the most recent season of Kardashians. We will obviously get into a very detailed breakdown in one minute, but I just need to pause for a second and go back to the moment when we got that TMZ notification because we just so happened to be together for that and I will never forget it. I can't believe we were together. I felt my heart drop. I thought you were going to throw your phone at the pavement, I swear to God. The thing here that we have to remember is that when this news story initially broke, it really was such a whirlwind because that TMZ notification we all got, Chloe and Tristan expecting baby number two, led, I think, most people to believe that this was a decision that was made after the cheating scandal, after Chloe had known that Tristan had fathered a baby with somebody else. And you come to find out, of course, that The surrogate was actually pregnant in November prior to the cheating scandal. And so that adds a whole other level of heartbreak to the situation. Yeah, there was a lot of ambiguity here. I mean, on a personal note, that's why we decided not to post any immediate reaction on our story, even though we were getting thousands of DMs, because we just wanted to really digest the full picture and see what was going on. And yet, once you find that out, it really is a whole other level of heartbreak. But one other note about the story breaking that I think is really important to acknowledge is that Apparently, Chloe was really, really trying hard to keep this whole thing a secret, and I'm going to read this directly from E! News. In the wake of the drama, Chloe's been trying to keep news of her second baby to herself, but the source tells E! that a leak of the story ultimately put her in a tough spot. Quote, Chloe's hand was forced to confirm the pregnancy before she was ready to announce. It turns out that baby number two had been so top secret that she hadn't even told everyone in her inner circle. As the source explains, Chloe and her rep ultimately issued a statement, quote, 
even before she had the opportunity to personally tell her closest family and friends who learned the news online alongside her fans. By the way, I believe that completely because I think that Chloe is so hypersensitive to the reaction she knew she was going to get, and not only for her own mental sanity, but also I'm sure for the safety of the surrogate. My guess is that it was immediate family that knew only, and like Malika and Khadija. I mean, I think it was her full intention to keep this a secret until the baby was born, which, if he was conceived in November, we're talking somewhere around August. Right. Oh my God. By the way, there's a very legitimate possibility that this baby is born before we even get the name of Kylie's baby. (laughs) That is such a true point. That is such a true point, and that's probably what's going to happen. Okay, the way we kind of felt this would be the best for you guys to listen to is if we really painted the full picture. And obviously, most of you are very familiar with the story, and clearly the majority of the discussion will be the recent events. But we really want to go back just for a moment to 2016. And I think once you see this timeline play out, it just gives us fuller context to what's going on at the moment. It's a very long timeline. I'll tell you that much. There is a lot of ups and downs here and way too many downs. Way too many downs for anybody, but specifically for Khloe Kardashian, who is just seemingly such a good person. It'll break your heart. It really will. It will. We're going back for a second to 2016, but throughout this, we're going to insert in little anecdotes from the show, little clues. Just everyone take a seat, relax, and let's get into this because we have a lot to discuss, Julie. Are you ready? I am ready. Fucking born ready for this, by the way. You know how I know I'm ready? Because we do this about once every year. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to go for a second back to August 2016. And let's not forget that Tristan was dating Jordan Craig from 2014 to roughly April 2016, according to his timeline. Chloe and Tristan start dating August 2016. Keep in mind, Jordan Craig is pregnant at the time. Tristan maintains that him and Jordan had split before him and Chloe got together. That's obviously a little bit murky. Either way, December 2016 is when Tristan's first son with Jordan Craig is born. Fast forward about a year to September 2017 when the reports start to circulate that Chloe is pregnant. And it's December of 2017 that she confirms her pregnancy. And I know this is really hard to do because obviously we all collectively hate this man now, but I just want us to try for a second to go back to December 2017 when we found out that they were having a child together. Because this was before all of the cheating stuff. We didn't hate him. We actually really liked him. And if anything, I think we were all saying, you know, how great is it that Chloe finally has a man that treats her in the way she deserves to be treated? I mean, we were over the moon for her. Forget December, by the way. Go back to September when all this was was a rumor. Because at the same time, it was being predicted that Chloe was pregnant, which you didn't have the confirmation of. It was also being said that Kylie was pregnant. And so you had those two things existing at once and you almost went into overdrive. And the thing with the Chloe of it was that you couldn't believe it because you knew that this was what she had wanted for so long. And at the time, you were thrilled that it was happening with Tristan. You're right. It's impossible to look back on in retrospect. But if you really put yourself specifically in that September time, you can really remember what it was like. I can feel it. I don't know about anyone else, but I can transport myself back to that time and feel that initial sense of happiness, not only for her pregnancy, but also that she finally found a good guy, which how wrong were we? And I want to say in retrospect, The Jordan Craig situation should have been the first red flag. And personally, for me, the reason that I don't think it was fully was because there were conflicting reports. Some people said that him and Jordan were fully dating and he was cheating on her with Chloe. And a lot of people said that him and Jordan had been broken up. And listen, hindsight is 2020. I'm sure that she also initially believed him. I am sure the same way that he pleaded with her and sociopathically convinced her that he was telling the truth is exactly the way that he did it the first time around and saying, no, me and Jordan are fully broken up, which... I mean, we now know that was not the case. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the season changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. 
Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen. And every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. But just to go back to the timeline for a second, as we all know, True was born April 12th, 2018. But it was the week before she was born that all hell broke loose because April 10th is when the first cheating scandal story breaks. And if you remember, there were two things. The first was the TMZ surveillance video that was apparently taken back in October. So keep in mind, Chloe was pregnant at that time and then released in April. And that was the video of him with those two women at the hookah lounge. It was very damning evidence. I mean, his head was literally in between their tits. It was there was no ifs, ands, or buts about what was going on there. And the second was the Daily Mail reporting that Tristan was seen with a woman at PhD Lounge on April 7th. So one happened in October and was released in April. The other one happened in April, I mean, literally the week before Chloe was about to give birth. And as we all know, this all unfolded on the Kardashians when we saw Chloe, Kim, everyone in the delivery room and Kim literally making faces behind Tristan's back. I mean, it, it was like you could not write this shit. That initial story breaking was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had in my entire life. I don't think I've ever felt anger like that. I'm not kidding. No, and especially because it wasn't just a news report. You got the video evidence. There was absolutely nothing that he could say to clear his name. I so distinctly remember that news story breaking and being like, okay, well, this is obviously not true. Like refusing to believe it. And then the video evidence came through and you were like, holy shit. Like holy shit, this is 100% confirmed true. And Chloe is about to go into labor any minute. I know. And what's so crazy about it is that that shock we felt has never been replicated since. I'm not saying that Jordan Gate wasn't shocking. Obviously, we did a full you know, emergency episode on it. It was totally shocking. But you weren't surprised that Tristan was an asshole. You were just surprised that it happened with Jordan Woods because obviously she was so close to the family. That initial shock was your entire perception of his character. And I don't want to say everyone's. I know some people wrote him off just even at speculation of the Jordan Craig situation. But for a lot of people, that was their first understanding of, oh, wow, this guy's a fucking asshole. For me, it was so shocking because you're right. Like it completely destroyed Tristan's character and credibility. But I mean, I guess what I had thought of Tristan in my head was only based on the very little that we had seen him. It wasn't like it was somebody that we were so immersed with in retrospect that we had a right to be as shocked as we were. To me, Jordan Gate will always be a more shocking event in general. 
Well, without further ado, let me bring you to a little less than a year later, February 16th, 2019. That's when Jordan Gate happens. And we later find out it was kind of minimal. It was at his house after a night out, maybe a kiss, maybe nothing really, but either way, completely inappropriate and really, really cemented the belief that this man is no good. No good is the understatement of the century. Okay, we're going now to August 2020, which may seem minimal in the scheme of things, but this is when the reports start to circulate that Chloe and Tristan are back together. And at this point, we as the public are done with him. Like, we never want to see this man's face again. However, two things are happening in contrast, because on one hand, we cannot stand this guy. We literally want him rid from our memory. At the same time, it's Chloe, who I would say is the Kardashian that while she gets the most hate, is also the most supported by the fans. Like People really feel a sense of connection to her because I think throughout the year, she's kind of been the realist. So you really have these two conflicting sides because you're like, wow, I hate him, but also I really want Chloe to be happy and I want to be supportive of her if this is the relationship she's choosing to have. And if you remember, at the same time, the reports are circulating that they're maybe back together. This is when Scott leaves the comment on Chloe's photo that said, Tristan is a lucky man. And when that season of the show aired and they covered Scott leaving that comment and all of that, it was portrayed to us that they weren't back together at that time. Who really knows? But there was a lot of ambiguity here. Like August 2020 was not at all a confirmed time in terms of their relationship from the public. There is nothing I've ever had less clarification on than their timeline in terms of getting back together. If you look at the reports online it very much seems like they were off and on, off and on, off and on. I don't think that was the case. I don't think it was a situation where they were constantly breaking up and getting back together. I think it was just this overall purgatory for them almost. I think it was slow to build. And also, I think that Chloe was absolutely terrified of opening it up to the public because she knew the criticism that would come with it. Right. And there's also the timeline, as it was explained to us on the show from Chloe directly, versus the timeline of what we're seeing online. And obviously, in most cases, I would say, oh, like whatever the person who is directly involved explaining it is saying is probably what the right thing is. There's something about the way that Chloe continuously explained this situation with Tristan in this meantime, where like, I was never entirely convinced one way or another because she left so much room for interpretation open there. Like she threw him the 30th birthday party, which we'll get into, but like they were supposedly not together at that time, although it was very unclear. I'm still, I'm, you know what? In conclusion, I'm fucking confused about that still. Well, let's get into that birthday party because that is absolutely essential to the timeline. March 13th, 2021 is Tristan's 30th birthday. Chloe throws him a beautiful party. For those of you that are visual learners, that's when Chloe's in that silver dress, True's in the white dress, Tristan's in the gray suit, and they look like a happy family for all we know. Now, keep in mind, after this birthday party, he goes to Houston to play a game. And right after this is when he cheats on Chloe with Marilyn Nichols and gets her pregnant. For one second, I need to fast forward to the court documents that were released December 3rd, because this is when he outlines that night. We'll get into how this factors into the scene with Kim in the gym in a second, but these are the court documents that were released on December 3rd, explaining his night with Marilyn Nichols in March after his birthday. Okay. Quote, the only time I had sexual intercourse with Petitioner was in March 2021 in Houston, Texas. Petitioner claims she is pregnant with my child and that she's due December 3rd. However, Petitioner does not recall when I had sexual intercourse with her. Therefore, I do not know if the claims that I am the father of the child are supported by fact. I specifically remember having sexual intercourse with Petitioner in March because it was my birthday. Petitioner initiated our initial sexual content and never objected to having sexual intercourse. Petitioner insisted that she would meet me in my hotel and spend the night. She wanted to give me a special birthday surprise, which I understood to be sex. When we got to my hotel room, we immediately had sexual intercourse. So that was his statement. And just to bring it back to the show for a second, not to fast forward, when Kim is reading that on the phone with Kylie at 5 a.m. when she's in her gym finding out about it, she says, this is his whole declaration. He's asking for a paternity test and admitting he had sex with her. Chloe threw him his 30th birthday. So he went home from the 30th birthday, went to Houston to play on the road. We can check his schedule and then slept with this girl, which is basically to show you that Kim was processing that timeline in real time as we're doing right now. But she's putting the pieces together of like, holy shit, we were all at this elaborate birthday party that Chloe threw him. And then he left and conceived a baby with another woman. Like it, it, it's just, it's a lot to take in for, for Kim and for all of us. 
Well, that was one of the hardest parts about watching that episode is because you also had far more information than they had at the time, which is they were really banking on this being a situation where it was a one night stand during a time where Chloe and Tristan were technically not together. So it wasn't a full cheating scandal. It happened one time. The the part that they were laser focused on, which for good reason, was that he just didn't tell her. But we as the viewer at this point already knew that there was so much more to this story than that. They had had multiple instances of being together. There was the situation where Tristan was communicating with her over Snapchat, trying to convince her to abort the baby. There was so much more communication than just these court documents. So you're watching and you almost want to yell at the TV because you're like, you don't have the full story and we do. And I just want to share it with you so that you have all of the information and all of the pieces. Right. And just to weave the show back into it for a second, on episode seven, when Chloe is moving into her home, she says, me, Tristan, and True will be moving in together, which again, we now know that the surrogate got pregnant in November. So there's no confusion about whether or not they were together, but they were together together. I mean, they were moving into her new dream home. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, fast forwarding for a second. This baby that he conceived with Marilyn Nichols was born on December 1st. We don't find out until December 3rd when the news breaks that Marilyn Nichols is expecting the baby. We later find out that the baby was already born. And Chloe and the rest of the family finds out with the rest of the world. So this is the gym scene. So that scene when Kim was in the gym, that was filmed on December 3rd. We're going to go back to that scene for one second because there are so many important points we have to focus on of things that Kim said, things that Kylie said, and how it relates to the surrogacy. But we just have to fast forward to one second to December 17th because this is when Marilyn Nichols releases her official statement and she's confirming the fling and saying, I met Tristan in 2020 at a party at his home in Encino, California. He told me he was single and co-parenting. I would never have gotten involved with Tristan if I thought he was in a relationship. Tristan and I communicated daily and talked on the phone. We would see each other several times a month. Houston was one of many nights we spent together. Soon after his birthday weekend in Houston, Tristan invited me to visit him in Boston. I told him the news of my pregnancy in person in North Carolina. Despite the challenges that I know I would have as a single mother and Tristan's reaction to my pregnancy, I told Tristan that I would be having the baby. Keep in mind, as Julie mentioned, this is when he offered her over Snapchat 75000 to have an abortion and basically said, you know, you will never see me again if you choose to have this baby, kind of declaring that he will not at all be involved in the baby's life. And then in January is when he confirms on his Instagram story that he is the father of the baby, as if we didn't fucking know that already. Anything that you want to mention before we get into the gym scene? 
I just can't believe how angry I get every single time hearing that. Just the full timeline breakdown. But then we zone in on the fact that this child is now six months old or so. And Tristan, from all accounts that we've heard, has still not made any effort in the slightest to be part of its life. That's what's so upsetting. I mean, you know, obviously our focus as fans is Chloe in all of this, clearly, because we know her the best. She's opened up her life. But there's a lot of other people involved here. Like, how did this feel for Marilee? How does this feel for the child? Even I even feel this way when we're discussing, you know, this surrogacy and this pregnancy, because there is a child that's about to be born into the world and he does not deserve to enter with all this negativity around him. Like, it's not his fault that his dad's a fucking asshole. There's just so much here. It, it, it's really like one of the most upsetting things I've ever heard. I know. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say to cool down, but this is not going to cool us down. We need to go to this gym scene because, I mean, we've recapped this extensively when it aired, but now there's a whole other layer to recap because when you see Kim get that phone call, and I really highly recommend going back to the last five minutes of episode nine and the first few minutes of episode 10, it's worth the rewatch now watching it with this whole new lens. But if not, we're obviously here to do that with you. So when Kim is on the phone with Kylie, she's saying this is the biggest sign. And the whole thing that's so sad is that Chloe wants a baby boy. And now this girl's having a baby boy, a fucking random that he sleeps with one night. Fuck him. She's now on the phone with Chloe and she's saying, if this isn't the biggest sign for you not to have another baby with this human being. And Chloe says, well, I would just like the truth. So we now know that when this episode was filmed and when they were having this conversation, the surrogate was already pregnant. The real question is, one, did Chloe know that? And two, if so, had she told anyone? Which clearly the answer is no, because there is no world that Kim would have ever said, if this isn't the biggest sign to not have another baby with him, if she knew the surrogate was pregnant. Which it's very likely that Chloe and Tristan were maybe keeping this a secret for the first few weeks or first month or so before they knew the outcome. So it's so heartbreaking when you really think about it because 100% we can confirm that the family did not know the surrogate was pregnant at the time these conversations were taking place. They would have never, ever, ever spoken to Chloe in this way if they knew. And by the way, she may have not known. Well, I'm going to go as far as to say that my guess would be that Kim didn't even know that there was a surrogate at this point because I think that if Chloe and Tristan were in the final stages of, let's say, implanting the embryo into the surrogate that there's no way that Kim would have said, well, this is such a sign to not have a baby. Like it's a little too late for that. My guess is that this was something that they were keeping very, very under wraps. And when there was news to tell, they would then tell. And so I don't know if Chloe knew the surrogate was pregnant here, but Chloe obviously knew that they were very much trying and that, you know, the surrogate could be pregnant. Okay, but a counter argument or like another theory, because obviously none of us really know. I mean, uh, we are all kind of in the dark here as much as they were to a certain extent. But another theory that I think is worth mentioning is maybe they had had some unsuccessful implantations because we know for a fact she had multiple embryos. So let's say hypothetically they had maybe tried once or twice, it didn't work. And this is Kim saying to her, listen, if this isn't the sign, meaning the unsuccessful implantations maybe were other signs. Like, I don't know. I'm just hypothesizing, but that also feels legitimate to me because I, I would have a harder time believing that Kim didn't know that there was a surrogate at all, especially because Chloe had mentioned that she was going to Kim for advice on surrogacy since Kim had already done it. And I have an easier time believing that Kim wasn't aware of how far along in the process they were, or that after the first potentially unsuccessful attempt, that there was maybe a successful attempt. I don't know. Like, see, that's the thing here is that this is a game that you can kind of play all day. You can go through a million different scenarios, a million different theories, a million different this timeline matches up with this thing. The fact of the matter is that we don't really know. And so we're kind of operating in the dark here trying to figure out what the most logical timeline, most logical line of events, most logical situation is here to try and make some logic out of a situation that entirely lacks it. Right. And and by the way, just timeline-wise for a second, summer 2020, it was episode one of season 20. Chloe says in her confessional, 
I've been thinking about wanting another kid for quite some time now, and I already have a head start on that. I started the process a couple of months ago when I froze my eggs. Tristan and I are not together romantically, so we will not be conceiving the natural way, but he's an incredible father. He loves his daughter and son so much, and for the past year, I've seen so much growth and so much change in Tristan, which I'm so grateful for. So I'm thrilled that Tristan is on board with turning some of my frozen eggs into embryos. And we then found out that after she began taking the next step of turning her eggs into embryos, she was told that she would have a very high-risk pregnancy and there would be an 80% chance of her miscarrying. So it was after that that she decided on having a surrogate in general, just to add some context uh, timeline-wise. Right, exactly, which is so important. And that was one of the initial reactions that I had actually had to the story breaking, which was prior to the knowledge that the baby was conceived in November – My thought process was going back to that episode and saying like, okay, if they did choose to get pregnant following the breaking of the story, the Marilee Nichols story, maybe it was just that Chloe didn't have any eggs left that weren't embryos and therefore her only chance to have a baby was to be able to use one that was made from Tristan's sperm. That was an initial reaction. We later found out that that wasn't even the case in the slightest because It was far prior to then that the baby was conceived, but that knowledge was so important in having the back of our mind when we were initially trying to theorize about this. Right. It's very relevant information in terms of the big picture of all of this. But as you're talking, I still just go back to Wednesday, that first hour or two when the news story initially broke and people didn't have the full awareness that the surrogate was actually pregnant before the Marilyn Nichols cheating scandal broke. And people were just being so mean to Chloe, like so fucking mean. And then once it came out that this really wasn't the case, the contrast was stark because I think it went from like intense judgment to maybe still a level of judgment, but then also additional heartbreak. And I don't know. I mean, there's nothing productive to say about it. It already happened, but I just can't imagine how upsetting that first hour or two must have been for her. You know, the thing is that Chloe is spoken about, and specifically in that last episode of Kardashians, almost being numb to these cheating scandals, almost being numb to Tristan's actions. And I think that there's a part of her that's also numb to the public reaction to it as well. Wait, as you just said that about her numbness to his infidelity, because she's spoken about it before, like at this point, she's kind of desensitized. If you go back to that episode when she's on the phone with Kim in the gym She's sobbing. Like you hear when Kim's standing up after the initial conversation, Chloe is sobbing. And I'm not saying she wouldn't have been sobbing regardless because even if you're desensitized, there's still that initial shock. As we're having this conversation, my money is on the fact that she knew that the surrogate was pregnant then. Kim did not know, obviously. And I think that Chloe knew and was keeping it a secret for maybe a week, two weeks, the next month, whenever she was going to tell the family. But I think that that is why you saw her sobbing in that way. Not to say she wouldn't have been sad, but I think that because of the desensitization and the numbness, her reaction maybe wouldn't have been that, which could be wrong. Like You never know how your emotions are going to manifest themselves on any given day. This is also first thing in the morning. You're not fully together. I mean, this is happening at like 5.30 a.m. But as you're talking, I think if you said to me right now, what's your final answer? I think that's my final answer. Obviously, Kim and the family didn't know. Chloe knew. No, I think that's a great point. And I actually hadn't thought about it, but I do. I think you're right. I think that level of raw emotion, I think it's something that she would have felt anyway. I I think that she's only numb to a certain extent and she really allowed herself to fall back in with Tristan and really trust him. And so I think that regardless of the surrogacy situation, I think that that overwhelming emotion would have been very present. But I think that what you heard of her crying and her just sobbing on the phone, I think you're probably right about that. I mean, what's crazy is that we're going to find out like next season, most likely, right? Well, let's ask that question. When Chris is in the group chat saying, you guys are never going to believe what's happening with my family. You guys are never going to believe what's going down in the group chat right now. Is there a possibility that this, the pregnancy, is what's going down? Uh, I don't know. I still think that was related to Kanye. Not to say that the Kanye stuff was playful or lighthearted in nature because obviously it wasn't. I mean, Kim was really going through it. But that kind of smirk that Chris had – To me, I don't know. That wasn't like the surrogate is pregnant. That was like, shit, Kanye is really going off on social media. And I think that Kim may respond. But again, 
what do I know? It's anyone's game. And we know for a fact we are going to find out starting September 22nd. I cannot believe that we're going to get those answers. This is why the show fucking works because it's all about the behind the scenes. It's all about the addition of those details that you would not have had otherwise. I know. I mean, I keep going back to that gym scene, but think about how much context those few interactions between Kim and the sisters and Chloe are adding to this whole thing. Like we would be operating so much more in the dark than we already are right now if we didn't have that. You're 100% right. I mean, that gym scene is a whole other beast now. You know, like when we were operating with the understanding of what was going down in that scene was we didn't think it could get crazier than that. We didn't think that there was more to the story because like I said before, when you were watching it unfold in the gym scene, you already had the knowledge of all of the additional details that they didn't have at the time. So you almost feel like a little cocky because you're watching this go down and you're like, oh, please, you guys are, you don't even know what's coming. Meanwhile, we're sitting here like, please, you guys don't even know what's coming. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's like three layers. It hits you three fucking times. This is, oh my God, this is so wild. This is so unbelievably wild. And by the way, the baby's about to be born. Like we are getting a Chloe interest in baby boys sometime in the next month, I'd have to imagine. If he ever comes back from Greece. Oh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. So as all of this news is breaking, Tristan is actually in Greece. There's footage of him at a club in Mykonos very early Friday morning around 2.30 a.m., where he was surrounded by friends and some female company, a handful of women seemingly hanging around near him, too, in the words of TMZ. So not that we expected him to be doing anything different, but of course... Chloe, I'm sure, is suffering mental anguish by the world finding out about the surrogate. And Tristan is drunk in Mykonos. I think it's safe to assume that there's not a single PR team in the world that would take on Tristan's cause, right? No. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's done. I mean, this is really my question. I know that we have seen time and time again, if there is one thing the Kardashian women are going to do, it's successfully co-parent. Like They have learned that from Chris and Robert, and it's something that they hold really, really close to their hearts, regardless of what drama has gone down. So I have no doubt that going forward, Tristan will be at certain family events, and they will maintain a level of co-parenting that Chloe finds to be the most beneficial for her kids. That being said, what does that relationship look like above that? Like to me, I just think about other events or his birthday or any time he's out together and he just so happens to be at the same event as Corey. Like, how are you looking this man in the eyes in any sort of a loving or kind or respectful way other than the times that you absolutely have to for the sake of his kids? I I don't know. I don't have the answer to that question. I still have that question about Chloe posting the flowers from him on her Insta story, which I guess also has another layer now, but it doesn't mean that I'm any less confused about the fact that she did that. Yeah, I just have a really hard time wrapping my head around it. I mean, we heard Kylie in that scene say to Kim, wow, is he just the worst person on the planet? Like they absolutely know what he's made of. And I think that they owe it to Chloe to maintain a certain level of civility when interacting with him. But I'm sure Kim and Kylie specifically want nothing to do with him. I think that if Kim never saw his face again, it would be too soon. I hope that that's their reaction. That's all I could ask for them. And I know that the way that Chloe operates from what we've seen is that it's not necessarily something that she would want. I think she is very much in favor of what's done is done. Let's I'll figure out a way to get along and do the shit that we have to do together. But if it were me and I was Chloe, I would want every single person to be every second of the day, just fuck Tristan. In my own life, in my own life, it is a big red flag to me if you are not thinking to yourself at least once a day, fuck Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Julie, that's hilarious. He's a 10, but he never has said fuck Tristan Thompson in his life. He's a one. He's, he's a, a one, one and he's obviously. a bigger red flag than Tristan. Yeah, true. <laughs> By the way, true. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, 
Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile It helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. And the other thing is, obviously, I know none of them are intentionally going to be making her life more difficult. It's the last thing they're going to do. They want to make it as seamless as physically possible. So it's not like Kim's going to set her own boundary of saying, you know what, I'm sorry, he's not welcome in my home. True's coming over and we're doing a joint birthday party for True in Chicago in my backyard. I'm sorry, Tristan's not welcome. Kim is never going to say that. She's never going to make it more difficult for Chloe, but you know damn well she wants to. I I know because I want to and I can only imagine how she feels. All of them, specifically Kim and Kylie, they are out of anyone, I think the two that would have the most anger towards him. I mean, it takes a really special breed of person to do all of the things that Tristan has done. It takes a really special breed of person to get back with Chloe, knowing that you have another baby on the way. The added layer of getting back with Chloe knowing you have a baby on the way, and then also allowing her to feel comfortable to go through with having another baby with you. I can't even for one single second wrap my mind around somebody who's sociopathic enough to go through with that. I really have such a hard time comprehending that any human being could allow that to happen. I know. I mean, there are a lot of things wrong with this man, but the narcissism runs so deep that it has turned into full-blown invincibility. Like either he thinks he'll never get caught or he trusts his own manipulation tactics enough that when he does get caught, he'll inevitably get out of it. And by the way, why would he think otherwise? Because he has every single time. He has treated her like shit repeatedly over and over again, and somehow he has weaseled his way back in. And let's not forget this other gym scene, the one when Kanye shows up and Chloe and Tristan are together on the Stairmasters, and she's kind of joking with him saying, what is it about our family that people come here and they just don't leave? Like you, Scott, Kanye, you're all in it forever. Tristan heard that and he received that and he knows no matter what, on some level, I'm going to be in this family for life. And he he runs with it. I mean, oh. I don't want to get worked up. It's too late at night to get worked up because I do want to try to have a good night's sleep tonight. Obviously, we're recording this on Sunday night so we can try to get it up as early Monday as possible. But when I let myself, my blood pressure fucking skyrockets. The thing that really makes my blood pressure go through the roof in this, besides like every single aspect of it, is I guess I just have never been able to figure out 
what the purpose of putting all of the work in to get her back was. That's what I do not get. It's not just that he was able to manipulate her and that he, you know, had this narcissistic side where he knew he would be able to get away with it. He put in years of work to win her back and win her over. I guess as somebody who's just like inherently a little bit lazy, I, I, I'm, I'm lost. Like, why do the work? I No, I know. It does seem like a lot. I mean, I think to me, again, you can't diagnose him with anything without knowing him, but to me, he exhibits a lot of sociopathic tendencies. And the, the biggest thing is like basically just a lack of conscience, right? Like you don't feel that same level of morality or conscience that your average person would. And so when I view it from that lens, I kind of think about it as like, this is an activity for him. Like, let's see if I can do it. It's I, I genuinely view it as if it's like a, a fun pastime that he's doing as a personal challenge to himself. And that could be totally wrong. I'm sure people have a lot of different reasons or solutions to this. And I'm sure that anyone who actually had the chance to evaluate him like from a therapeutic perspective may have a different perspective. But that's kind of what, how I view it. It's almost like he does it for sport. That's what I was just going to say was it almost reminds me of like a little kid who builds this like gorgeous tower with blocks only to keep knocking it down and then builds it up every single time, makes it so nice and then keeps knocking it down. That's what Tristan does. Let's just just really quickly, okay? Let me just pull this up for one second. What are the traits of sociopathy? Which I know we know, but just to read some of the bullet points. Not understanding the difference between right and wrong, not respecting the feelings and emotions of others, constant lying or deception, being callous, difficulty recognizing emotion, manipulation, arrogance, violating the rights of others through dishonest actions, impulsiveness, risk-taking, difficulty appreciating the negative aspects of their behavior. I mean, that's him diagnosed live on air. <laughs> but but that's what I'm trying to say to you. And obviously, I know we have to make the whole like caveat. We can never diagnose someone without actually knowing them and evaluating them. And we're not trained professionals. Da, da, da. Obviously, you guys know that. But just for one second, I want to say the risk-taking aspect of it is also something that I don't think can be forgotten in all of this because it's not just the one side, which is you know, working so hard to convince Chloe to get back and then obviously continuing to disrespect her. I think there's also a real enjoyment and adrenaline rush that he gets out of the repeated risk-taking. I don't think that we can separate the two in having that discussion because clearly for somebody who is such a high-profile figure, by the way, <laughs> like the most superficial element, so fucking tall, this guy can be seen from anywhere. It's not like he can just sneak around. He's walking through a hotel. You're going to know that's Tristan Thompson just from the very sight of him that like there must be something that he gets off on that clearly yeah I mean and that's my question is like is the high associated with the risk taking high enough to offset the low of being caught yes because if you don't ever actually feel the deep emotion and guilt that one would feel when being caught because then knowing you're hurting someone else of course the risk-taking outweighs that. Because if you never actually have to get in touch with the deep pain that you're causing someone else, it's kind of like a fucking free-for-all because what do you have to lose? Yeah, the public perception sucks, but you know that your core crew is never going to leave you and you never actually have to deal with the pain that your average person would feel from putting someone else in pain. Right. It's crazy. I do not have the answers. I'm just bullshitting here with you because it's the only thing we can do to try to make sense of it. And I'm sure if you're listening, some of you are screaming in your car, either opinions in agreement or conflicting opinions. Anybody could be right. I don't know. I just have such a hatred, a unique sense of hatred that I really don't feel for pretty much anyone else that I feel for this guy. It's because you just can't fathom anybody you know or anybody you've ever met or anybody you've ever come in contact with putting a person through this in the way that in such a unique way over and over and over again. I know. And especially someone like Chloe, which again, obviously we don't know her personally, but Chloe's just not the, the person to be put through this. No one is, but specifically someone as kind hearted as her. I know. I really, really feel that. I think we all feel that way. Yeah. I, we're just going to keep talking about this in circles. I know there's really nothing else productive for us to add and everybody is just as pissed as we are and feels as bad for her as we do. But I guess the final note should be, and I said this earlier, like this baby is being born into this world and 
he does not deserve any of this. So as much as we can surround this, you know, baby boy with the positivity and excitement that you would have for another child entering the world, I think that that's like the best use of our collective energy. <laughs> well, I mean, and also keeping in mind that this is something that Chloe has wanted for so long. Having another baby has been Chloe's wish for since the day True was born. She has wanted to give True a sibling. And so it's so incredibly unfortunate that what should be the happiest moment of her life is now being tainted by this entire scandal. And so that's another thing to keep in mind is that like, this isn't a bad thing. Like Chloe having a baby and Chloe bringing another life and Chloe giving true a sibling is not a bad thing. It just has a negative connotation surrounded it because of one person's actions. Right. But to me, I'm like, okay, the real way to make him like win is to turn this beautiful thing into a negative because of this guy, which like we're not going to do. Let's just all actively stop ourselves and say, no, we're going to put our energy into welcoming this baby into the world. And in that same breath, I say, fuck Tristan Thompson. Fuck Tristan Thompson. Yeah. That's really it. I mean, that's all she wrote. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? No, I I think that's it. But I – I have a feeling there will be more details that continue to emerge about this because thinking about it also, we haven't even heard from Chloe yet or any member of the family. I know. And we will. I also want to tell you, because I just did this and I did not realize how tense I was because clearly I must have been tensing up. Take a second, roll your shoulders back. You're going to be like, holy shit. I'm almost too tense to be able to figure out how to do that. Just try. Just try. Like I just tried and I actually felt pain. Okay, well, if anyone's listening and you also got tense throughout the process of listening to this episode because your hatred for this man is so high, take this moment. Let's calm ourselves down, put your shoulders back, take a deep breath, and that's all we can do. We love you guys. We'll see you later this week for JLo and Ben getting married in Vegas, Charlie D'Amelio and Landon Barker, Emily Ratajkowski. Oh, Kim flying to Australia to meet Pete. I mean, we yeah, we have some other shit to talk about, but uh, we'll see you then. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.